0: Hey, I'm Scott. And I'm Chris. And this is Doxologic, where we help you think with your Bible.
1: Well, welcome back, everyone, to a special episode. I personally feel like all of our episodes are special. Scott, would you agree? I would agree,
0: Chris. Thanks for
1: asking. Yes, but this one is special and near and dear to us because we are celebrating one year as, yes, that's that's yeah, one year. That's about how excited my wife mm-hmm. seemed when I told her, Honey, we're, celeb- we're celebrating one year, we're gonna record a one year podcast. And she says, What are you guys gonna do? High five. And I was just like, I am feeling so insulted like, Honey, right now. This is a milestone. Don't you know how important the ministry of this podcast is to the whole world? <laughs> oh, yes, you're yes. so for the record, I am high fiving you, Pastor Scott, and uh. <laughs> If you're watching, you saw that. But um, we digress. There is uh, still a lot to get to because we just want to come along. have you come along with us, listeners, to where we kind of started and and um, some fun things along the way. And then we want to actually um, say where we are going, where mm-hmm. we're praying the Lord would lead this podcast that really has been not only enjoyable, but has been effective. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I can cast the vision because we've been talking about this for a couple of years before it even became a reality. Yeah. And uh, podcasting is all the rage right everybody 's kind of into podcasting, but to us, podcasting is is one component of a much larger vision to supply content good quality content, first to our own local church, of which the Lord has given us the responsibilities under shepherds to care for, but then should it be helpful as we plant churches and perhaps establish a network of churches of like-minded churches, um, that maybe some resources would be helpful. And so coming in, and we've talked about this for a while, the idea of what Canon Press is to... um, Christchurch Church in, in, Moscow. in Moscow, Idaho, what the Nine Marks Ministry is to Capitol Hill Baptist Church with Mark Dever. There, there's a number of these different kind of in-house, right. and, and speaking of the church, publishing arms, podcasting arm, blog resources, uh, etc., built into sort of one content platform. And so... In the years to come, Lord willing, we would love to have sort of our own version of that if studios live. Yes. Perhaps studios, like yes, that. exactly. we think about sort of Apologia a...
1: Studios. They've yes. got just a, a ton that they're doing and, and that's not to 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 mimic any one of them, but just to see, man, there's 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 some people that have gone before us and are doing some excellent things. We'd love to see the Lord lead on lead us into that if you would uh would will to do but i think about the early days mm-hmm. when we were like all right we're definitely going to do this mm-hmm. when do we get it started mm-hmm. and then this thing happened in march 2020 if you can remember oh, it was that thing. called Let me yeah think. it was Hang called what was that K-K. Um, uh, Covid, co- Covid. Co- it, it was co- called Covid, yeah. That's yeah. It. Uh, so Covid got going. We're like, okay, just we're we just got in our building four months prior to Covid happening right. and the, the just downfall that that was, and then adjusting and do we still go forward? And it was kind of clear quickly, let's definitely go forward because now we're going to be able to reach people all the more when we're not seeing them at that point. We weren't seeing them on Sunday mornings. And so, I just remember, I'm sure you do too, the first few episodes were uh, recorded in our nursing mother's room because uh, Have Sam, I blocked that out? Sam Did Cam- that happen? Sam Cantoric, who does the mixing and producing and it was is just incredible, right. he helped establish this little two-table thing in the nursing mom's room because the technology was what it was at that point we hadn't yeah. invested much in it yet and so uh and we're as, big, we're as, big as, as if now we have invested so much in it you know yeah. money wise but we've improved for sure but my point we jammed is this knees. we, we jammed were yes knees. our knees That's were right. jammed together and it was fun because we basically said um let's just push play and see how this goes and it's very common for this just you know kind of fumble along and whatever and we went like 22 23 minutes on the first one on the first try that and I we were remember. like yeah. took you know took off the headsets and it was like I think we should just put that out there. You yeah. know, let's just go for it because we talk all the time, and so it's like the 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 banter was already there, the yeah. conversational style was there, and then we now we're on we're on video now we're in our green room. Uh, that's been pretty awesome. Uh, Lucas uh, Cardoso is our. Well, he's our media coordinator at the church, you're doing a phenomenal job. If you just have noticed how professional, next level, and excellent our, our videography is these days, he's leading that and does the camera work here right. uh, for Doxologic, and super thankful for that. You're welcome, Lucas. Yes, Lucas, <laughs> don't come on camera, but we're really glad that you're here. No. I'm just- <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare come in the <laughs> shot! <laughs> oh, we can. Uh, but anyways, the early days, and to think where we are now one year later is really, really um, just a joy, and it's been neat to see people be blessed by it. How many times Sunday mornings people come up, and even new people to the church. Hey, it's my first time here. Either I hear listening to a couple sermons ahead of time, or got I mean, your podcast was shared with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were looking for a new church. A friend shared the podcast right. first. Which and, and
0: shout out to those sharing the podcast. 100%. That's awesome. We're grateful for that. It was never our intention when we started that this, oh, we're going to have this grandiose vision that it's going to get out to a ton of people beyond our church. We were just looking to serve the local church. But if the Lord wanted to leverage that for for more people to to benefit from, praise be to God. You know, that was kind of the focus, but we're missing something, Chris. We're missing the true Mm. star of Doxologic.
1: Oh.
0: (laughs) We haven't talked about who gets more admiration uh-huh. more uh star people get more starstruck around her than around us
1: and she is brie, brie the doxologic girl that's it is that is that her? she's term, literally approached on sundays and, and are you the doxologic <laughs> girl no joke we hear that regularly and it's like oh yes uh, where's my pen you know? Like, autographs. I, yeah, sign yeah. autographs you know it's uh it's it's uh interesting and fun to be in her shadow you know she's uh it's awesome, and she very much deserves that. She She's does an excellent best. job. So, so great. It's, it's been a joy, and it's been a team effort. And, um, you know, we've had 30 episodes. This is uh, the 31st to release, and I thought we'd cover just some of the diverse um, subjects and theological issues, cultural moments that we've addressed. I think about... Um, Nothing start- controversial. Yeah. There's been nothing has mm. been... Oh,
0: uh, wait. Yeah, this has been an interesting year.
1: It's been an interesting year, and we've gone into some stuff. So, you know, on the Christian life stuff, common sin issues, I think about idolatry was an early episode, being stuck in sin, sinful patterns and habits... Um, the importance of reading the Word and reading in general. Uh, we call that the most neglected Christian or spiritual discipline. That was that episode. Uh, we got an, a series called Under the Radar we've started just recently, but we've recorded a couple, and we will very well record, um, we'll see, maybe maybe 10, maybe more, depending on how this seems to uh, flesh out. There's a lot um, of sin out there to cover. A lot of sin out there to cover, indeed. Uh, cultural issues we've gone through. What are some memorable ones you think about? Cultural
0: issues. Um, Well, uh, the whole church and government and COVID and masks and all of that stuff. And so we kind of waded into Romans 13, then Romans 14, then back to Romans 13. And we were, you know, pretty, pretty knee deep in that at the beginning. We, We took up voting like a Christian during the 2020 election yep. in November, um, which, of course, wading into that political arena is yeah. quite polarizing at that time. Uh, of course, we talked about why we remained open and decided to as a church once you know we resumed indoor gatherings. In what September. was that in September mm-hmm. or so? Why we made the decisions that we did and tried to be sort of um, candid about why and answering some of the questions that maybe weren't getting addressed from the pulpit. Um, there there were a number of things. What else did we do?
1: Well, the Equality Act uh, that we dubbed the The Inequality Act. Yeah, it wasn't very Uh, equal. Yeah, yeah, well, we're hoping it still gets shut down. That fight's not over. Uh, Yeah, we've covered quite a few uh, cultural moments and we've wanted to... um, Anticipate, you know, what would be just what would be helpful, right? Uh, it's, it's not that the tyranny of the urgent, there's always so many issues, but when it rises up in our maybe in our nation, uh, we want to make sure to have this podcast be a space where we can address at least some of those things. Think about church and theological issues. Yep. Um, way back in August of last year, the church, our church, and international missions, and what we're praying the Lord would do to open a door for both local and international church planting and partnerships with missions, our heart yes, in that. Yes,
0: and amen.
1: Yeah, and then uh, questions like, is Doxa a Calvinist church? Mm-hmm. Uh, That's come up so many times, we laid an episode down about that. Uh, a couple uh, on the true, maybe three actually, on the true One, two, work yep. of the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit as we were going through 1 Corinthians and we were in you know in chapters 12, 13, and 14. Uh, we laid some episodes down there. Uh, just a robust uh, biblical doctrine of the church, which you would call an ecclesiology. We call it a Post pandemic ecclesiology as this is getting to be in the rearview mirror. I wouldn't quite say it's uh, this being the pandemic and all the issues surrounding it. Uh uh we want to say, man, there's there's we said on there how much need there is for a commitment to your local church and we flushed that out. A revival in revivalism. Mm-hmm. That was an interesting one. That was. Really glad we did it. We're, we're super pro-revival.
0: Can't wait. Uh, look forward to long for the days that the Spirit of God works in an unusually uh, spectacular way yeah. uh, to bring people to repentance and faith in Jesus Christ. And, uh, but what we did was we kind of, um, in light of a local revival, sort of evaluated um, what Ian Murray in his book called Revivalism, yeah. which is, um, man, we see revival. Man sees revival going forth and goes, I want to see that happen a lot more often. Are there some things that we can simply do to bring about revival? It's almost like man's attempt to bring about revival is revivalism, and that tends to fall short of what true biblical revival actually looks like. And we went back in history, and we addressed... Whitfield and we addressed Finney and we addressed some of these notable uh, characters of church history um, and what their perspectives were and how they saw things. Very, very different than how the kind of emerging revivalistic movement of today yeah. is. It's it's even different than the 50s where we went to tent meetings and those kind of things, but now we're into there's a, a big wing of the supernatural and healing involved in these you know, so-called revivals yep. which which can often look like, and we're just saying, what is what we're seeing is it revival or is it revivalism? And let's see if there's some tools to evaluate
1: that. And it turns out this has already been chronicled because that book was um, Revival and Revivalism by Ian Murray was the years, remind us? Yeah,
0: it was like uh, 1750 to 1858, something yeah, so like that. Yeah, so it was
1: chronicling what 1720
0: happened. To, 1714 to 1858, because yeah, okay. it caught the first Great Awakening as well as the second Great Awakening. Some of the many or smaller, many or smaller Great Awakenings or awakenings within that, where there was these, you know, like in Kentucky, and New York and different places in the United States from like, yeah, early 1700s to like mid, uh, 18, mid 1800s. Yeah. So, if you haven't
1: heard that episode, it was pretty recent. I encourage you to check that out. Now, I thought I'd, I'd ask Lucas to look up for uh, us and first, our audience who might wonder, man, out of the 30, uh, what's been maybe most significantly shared and therefore listened to? Ooh, and so, top here, three. here's our top three uh, downloads and plays thus far. Coming in at number three is the Enneagram episode. We did an episode did on the Enneagram, and it seemed like it was a real hit. I felt like I knew that it would be. I was pulling for this one. You know, you and lobby for
0: some. You love the Enneagram.
1: I lobby for some. I love the Enneagram in the worst way, and uh, you can go back and listen to that if you haven't already. I'd encourage that's you cool, to.
0: because that's a recent episode. That is a recent True. episode, which means yeah. that for it to rise in the ranks in terms of listens
1: is, you're, you're absolutely right. That happened quick, yep. yeah, and uh, it hit maybe hit a bit of a nerve. I don't know if all the plays and all the shares <laughs> were agreeable, and that's okay. We're mm-hmm. not here to uh, make everyone agree with us. We want to do our best from a biblical worldview to assess sure. things, either culturally, theologically. This is very much a, a, a New Age tool, um, and so I would encourage you to check that episode out. Number two is this, uh, and I referenced it already, is Doxa a Calvinist church? being one of the most historically common questions we get. Um, sometimes people are like, really hoping the answer's no to that question, right? Like, oh, please tell me. And then other people are so hoping, yes, please <laughs> tell me it's yes, right? And so I, I, on a Sunday, any given Sunday, I get a question like that, <laughs> and, and, and they're like, you know, uh, just blank face. Yeah, I, like, I can't tell. Well, where are you what, coming from? Want, what angle are you coming from? They definitely want one of the two. Yeah. Uh, almost never can that be a neutral question, yeah. right? You're not just curious. Um, and these days, I actually answer that question with a question. I say, well, can you, pl- something like, can you please tell me where that question comes from? Mm-hmm. I just want to address that in the most helpful way possible. And then it's kind of off in the conversation. It's very, uh, it's always an interesting one. Mm-hmm. But we laid down an episode about that. What did you think about that? It was early.
0: Well, I appreciated the ability to be able to discuss it, you know, um, because man, uh, we, you know, the whole thing with any person from church history that you appreciate because of their teaching, you know, you appreciate it to the degree that it reflects the teaching of Jesus and the teaching of the scriptures. And so I think being able to talk about what the Reformation was, uh, which wasn't ultimately Calvinism, so to speak as like, um, I mean, Calvinism came from that, but really it was just the coming back to the biblical foundation of the authority of Scripture. Yeah. And as the authority yeah. of Scripture plays out, and we study it faithfully, what comes from that are these what are called the doctrines of grace, which is kind of what is associated with Calvinism, the tulip, total depravity, unconditional election, limited atonement, irres-
1: uh, uh, irresistible, irresistible grace, grace yeah. and
0: perseverance of the saints, right. yeah.
1: Yeah, so you can check that out early from last year. And the number one is an interview with Pastor Mike Riccardi. Now, mm-hmm. you interviewed him. Yeah, he's a friend. Yeah, where um, is he at, and what was that about? Yeah, so
0: Mike uh, is a pastor at Grace Community Church, John MacArthur's church. He's a frequent preacher on the Sunday evening services, even Sunday mornings. He's a professor at the Master Seminary for evangelism and um, perhaps theology as well. We were contemporaries in school to together, went to seminary together, uh, built a friendship there, and he was gracious enough to take my call and see if we could sit down and talk about the church's decision, Grace Community Church's decision, to meet after deciding not to meet at the very beginning of COVID and uh, coming to uh, clarity about the statistics that were coming out, what was actually going on. They decided to meet anyway, and we sort of got the behind-the-scenes look at the probably most public, forward-leading evangelical church in America at the time. On the issue.
1: On the issue yeah.
0: that was choosing to go against the government um, sanctions and on that. And then
1: you got that call within about a week. You know, It was the end of June, July. End of July when they opened up officially. They mm-hmm. were doing things prior, but they, they sent that letter out on the web and all this, and it was making the rounds, and then seven to ten days later you had a call with them. Yep. So it was pretty, pretty awesome to that. Yeah, uh, it was gracious of him to do that. Even I'm though sure a
0: lot of churches were asking about that. Yeah, and well, we wanted clarity at the right. time because we hadn't actually switched correct. over to to meeting, and and you know they were helpful to help us understand it, but they weren't even our primary motivation for why we did what we did. We were just grateful for the time to have that conversation and to right. have it be, maybe even to dispel some of the rumors that were out there about what the intention was behind a statement that they had mm, submitted right. at the time and put out on all their social media platforms that put a lot of pressure on what I would consider our conservative like-minded churches that they were able to clarify on that
1: podcast yeah, as well. Yeah. So we've, we've covered a lot of ground this last year. And, uh, the good news is, uh, there's a lot more ground to cover. We are just... I mean, we're more fired up than we were at the beginning. At the beginning, it was, let's roll the dice. Let's see if it works. Let's be open-handed with this. And we still want to be, but let's also... Um Get some data. The data's in. People are are very thankful for it, and we're encouraged. They're giving very good questions. Let's not forget about the mailbag episodes that come out once right. a month, and that's about five questions usually each month uh, written in largely by our church members or attenders, although some come from outside, simply podcast listeners, and that's really an incredible opportunity just to give brief answers to significant questions that people have and to try to help them. And And in, and in general... By and large, those are on the spot, unprepared answers, where we're thinking together, opening our Bibles, trying to help, and even ascertain sometimes what the person's actually asking. Correct. uh, Or maybe what the personal scenario is, and we love those mailbag episodes. So, Let me say one thing, too, just
0: to say, as much as people are thankful for the podcast, we're thankful for... The listeners, yeah, you know, and thankful for, sure. for their participation, their engagement, your guys's encouragement towards us. We're grateful to be able to serve you in this way. And ultimately, like we said, this was intended to be for our church people, and we're glad it's a blessing. And that's what fires us up is, hey, take a take a shot, uh, you know, and a step of faith, and see if it if it goes and if it's useful and right. uh, beneficial. And so it's just an honor to serve God's people in this way.
1: Yeah, yeah. So so where are we going from here? I, I would say broadly because it's not not to act like we have uh, um, all of it planned out ahead of time, but to say broadly, we will continue to engage uh, culturally from a biblical perspective, um, you know, hot-button important issues, and then theological issues, taking where we have a stand, take a stand, explain that position when things are going on. We want to make sure to address that. And then secondly, the Under the Radar series that I referenced has already gotten started. We're going to go for that till as long as it feels it's fruitful and we've covered enough, this kind of comes out. Of uh, Jerry Bridges' classic book, Respectable Sins, um, but we're going to just develop conversational uh, uh, topics around uh, sins that just are—they're lingering in many Christians' lives that don't ruin your life through the behaviors that we think of would ruin someone's life, but they are very destructive because sin always is, and we want to really get underneath the surface at these under-the-radar sins.
0: Hmm. Yep, absolutely. And then
1: thirdly we are excited to really increase our interview um, our interview episodes we've really only done one uh, and it was the most popular but uh, regardless of popular or not we want to engage with people outside of our church pastors uh, leaders leading thinkers that we would just be able to get via via email and on a call and be able to just push record and hey you're an expert in this area you're an expert in this field you're particularly uh, you know fruitful in your ministry of a certain nature maybe let's just teach us and let's just go for it mm-hmm. so want you to know listeners that's one thing that Lucas has been working hard on and we're gonna be reaching out to guests and try to be uh, hosting more and more uh, conversations like that as well
0: but we're gonna keep you on the edge because we're not going to release the guest potential list you're gonna have to keep listening to find out well,
1: we've got we've got some potentials yeah. and we'll see where some it ideas leads us brewing yeah yeah mm-hmm. so um hey listen you know h- h- how can you come along here uh, follow us on instagram uh, a Doxologic podcast. Follow us on YouTube, uh, share this with your friends, G- give us a review. We, we're, we're very, again, encouraged and appreciative of all of that. That just helps to get the word out, and we'll see what the Lord wants to do with that, but if you're enjoying it, continue to share that. Also, wouldn't want to forget our communications director, Emily Pagan, and her work, uh, particularly just to get this thing off the ground with us, was instrumental. We've named some names, and she has been instrumental in this as well. Very great. Grateful for her her leadership and her help.
0: Yeah. yeah. And again, guys, thank you so much for listening in, tuning in. If you also find yourself blessed in this, leaving a review is such a blessing. Um, and it allows this to continue to expand beyond where it is now. And um, look forward to season, are we calling it season two? Year two. Year
1: two year two. We'll year two. see really you for year two. We'll see you for year two. All Looking right. Forward to it. You've been listening to Doxa Logic, a podcast by Doxa Church in Rockland, California. To learn more, visit doxachurch.net.